All right, all right. Welcome to episode five of That's Not What Andrea Told Me. I'm Andrea. And I'm Casey. Today, we are talking about genealogy. Yay. (laughs) One of the things we love to nerd out about, I think. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, as we were talking about this episode and, and I was kind of thinking about it, I was trying to think about like where my interest was sparked. And I can't really pinpoint anything. I could just say I always enjoyed going to family reunions. I think we were really lucky in that both sides of our family had very big family reunions in our formative years. And so we got to meet a lot of extended family and cousins. And we also were lucky in that we had great grandparents alive for a really long time. So I don't know if it was like hearing those stories and having those connections that then made me feel some connection to the people like way, way back. But that was one thing I thought. And then also, you know, I just enjoy cemeteries. So I also enjoy other people's ancestry. (laughs) So I don't know. What about you? Do you have fond memories of those reunions? Not as much. And it makes me feel bad to say that because I always had a really hard time remembering who everybody was. Right. And so I would prefer to just not go than to be like, oh my gosh, how much, look how much you've grown. And I'm like, yeah, who are you? <laughs> and you were also at a strange age in the lineup, really for both families. On both sides. Yeah. yeah. There was nobody else my age. Right. Really, basically within like five years. Right. Like up and down. So, yeah, like I didn't have anybody to pal around with Mm -hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Um, Of course, sit down with the old folks became fun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, I just always enjoyed it. And I think this was, this is probably something too that is very much helped along by Papa, who was Mm -hmm. such a good storyteller and loved to tell stories of, you know, being on the farm in Arkansas and all of that. Yeah, Um, I think that's a big part of it as well. That's what I was going to say is I think that's so you obviously were more interested in this first and you started trying to like write it all down. But yeah, I think Papa telling us stories about where he grew up and how he grew up uh, is kind of what sparked my interest in in, and then basically just assisting you. Yeah. (laughs) Stuff. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So we really got back into this as grown-ups when I was in grad school. So around 2010, 2011, 2012. And just so y'all know, listeners, we have some something exciting planned. We're not going to only just have one three on the threes. We're going to have a 3.1 on the threes. <laughs> and we've got two cousins on either side of the family who have done a lot of genealogical research, which is cool. So we're going to talk to both of them. But today we're just going to talk about our interests and some of the funny things that have happened as we've been investigating stuff. But so our grandparents, Grammy and Coach, did not get along with Coach's family. And as it turns out, that has been sort of the sticking point for us as we've done our research. So our great-grandmother did not die until 2015, but we were not allowed to speak to her. Our dad was worried that she would be mean to us. I think in hindsight, I was like, I would have rather her, I don't know how she could have been mean to me. She didn't know me. But anyways, she had moved out of the home that she lived in for, I don't know, 80 years when she was about 90. Mm-hmm. And so I guess not 80 years. <laughs> but, uh, so she moved out around 90, 95, and she moved into an apartment that had like nursing staff on site, but it was still very independent living. 
But after about a year or two, she had to move into like full on assisted living. And I helped move her from the apartment to the assisted living. And so how did you even find out that that was happening? Well, dad had helped. So dad and other cousins, I think dad, Craig, Gary, I'm trying to think who else all helped coach move her out of the house into that apartment. Okay. But at that point, it was one of her nieces that was predominantly taking care of her. And her name is escaping my memory. And so I think because that move had sparked dad and I to have multiple conversations about Ruvella and, you know, having questions because it was at one, it was in one of those moves that uh, coach got all of these documents from Ruvella. Mm-hmm. And I think listeners, we've talked about this, that around this time, uh, coach passed away in 2018. And I would say for like the last 10 years of his life, he was pretty mad all the time <laughs> and very cranky. He's in a lot of pain. He's uncomfortable. And so I was at the lake. He brings out all this stuff and I'm like, oh my God, this is a genealogy treasure trove. Like, so who are these people? And, you know, like I'm trying to identify stuff and we had a really fun time kind of talking through it. But then the next time I went to the lake, I said, hey, coach, can I see this again? This has sparked me to get on Ancestry.com and start doing some stuff. He's like, I burned all that shit. I was like, oh, okay, why? (laughs) He's like, I don't mean anything. It doesn't matter. But then the next time I was there, sometime shortly thereafter, I had a box of photos in my room. So he had not burned everything. Yeah. But he had burned some stuff that I ultimately think would have helped us in yeah. some of the journeys and and headaches and roadblocks that we've been mm-hmm. encountering. Yeah. But but anyways, that was a very long story to say. I think that that's kind of what got us to our current point because it was through that that we were on Ancestry having some trouble. And I had a grad school friend who was Mormon. And he said, you know, the Mormons keep track of all of this. And I said, I did not know that. <laughs> and it so happened that I, I went on their website, which is Family Search. And that is free. You can build out your family tree for free. And Ancestry is not. And they have access to a lot of the same records. Although uh, some of the higher priority, higher paid ones, you only have access if you go to a family research center in, in Salt Lake or in a, a Mormon temple in your area. And shortly thereafter, I went to AP grading for the first time ever in Salt Lake City. And I ended up spending a couple of different days and approximately, I don't know, six hours trying to investigate and solve one of our mysteries that we're going to talk about. That we solved part of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we ended up with, with this big, gorgeous fan chart that we'll use to promo on Instagram. I think, I don't think it's like too private. So anyways, we've got that. And then of course, yeah, I started writing down a lot of of fun stories and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So before we get into our stories, we were curious to hear listeners from you, if you're, if you're into genealogy and the reason we're curious if people like this as much as we do is because Russell, my husband does not, he does not care about this at all. Mm He, he is an odd bird in so many ways. (laughs) He even has a cousin who who does all this. And I've spent more time talking to his cousin about his genealogy than he has. He just doesn't find it interesting to know like where he came from. Yeah. Which I don't understand. I even though, you know, knowing the people's names, knowing when they live doesn't necessarily uh change anything. Right. In, in you know, my general day to day. 
uh, I just find it fascinating. It's and to mm-hmm. try, try and figure out where they came from, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, uh, I yeah. agree. Make sure you let us know, listeners. Yeah, we'll be really curious because the other thing I've been sort of exploring lately is this idea of place and connection to place. Because as y'all know, I live in Alabama. I go to Texas every 10 minutes, but I only drive every, I drive, drive twice a year and I'm about to embark on this drive in a, in a little bit. And there is something for me that shifts in the air or in my soul. I don't know. <laughs> when I cross that Texan state line, it's really crazy. So I, I don't know. I just feel this very deep connection to Texas, despite how crazy it has gotten in recent years. And so I, I've been asking other people who have left the place that they grew up and knew, and it's kind of a mixed bag in terms of mm-hmm. the people feeling that very, very strong connection. But I tend to believe that one of the reasons I have that very strong connection is because our family has been there for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'd have to look at our charts to see the exact dates, but I mean, it's at least three generations back. So I think that's that's a really interesting connection to me as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we all want to verify, like, you know, our family is German. So it's like, okay, did we get out of there pre or two, <laughs> pre-Rise of the Third Reich? Looks like we did. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, so just kind of understanding and, and reconciling with some of the darker historical stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And we have just had so many funny things come up. Um our mother's name is a Kashada Indian name. So we've always thought that we had some like relatively deep Native American heritage. Yeah. Uh, and it, it seems like we might not. But yeah. According DNA to DNA tests. DNAs. Yeah. It seems like none at all. <laughs> yeah. Which just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't seem like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I was going to say was we also, even our last name is. Yes somewhat yeah fake um it is ours through someone who was adopted yeah so for a while we were wondering are we even really german really german yeah so one thing i wanted to say is i was gonna say i'm not gonna be able to hear you (laughs) i know put the fan chart in front of you i think this this will work right right is the audio still okay okay yeah so our mom's mom is nini whom our podcast listeners have heard from her father, our great grandpa, we called him Papal. His grandmother was a woman named Texana. And mm-hmm. I always remembered hearing that Texana had an Indian in her. Mm-hmm. But then as I'm looking back at our chart, it's like, this doesn't feel a lot of Indian. It's like Beeman, Hightower, Wiggins. Like <laughs> those very British. But that was one. And then the other was that, was it Texana? Or it might have been Papal's mom, Dora. Yes, it was because. She, they always said she was the meanest woman in the world. She was like four foot, nothing, just a ball of pure hate. Mm-hmm. And I started doing this research. And when she was 13 years old, she married a man 30 years her senior. I feel like I'd hate the world too and be pretty yeah. dang mad about yeah. what happened to me past that. Mm-hmm. Um, the anyway, angry Dora. Yeah. So, so there's some, some stories like that, but yeah. So let's talk about the, the other, the Eckelman side, because this, this, the Eckelman side is where we've hit, I would say the most roadblocks. Yes. And the cousin that we're going to talk to that'll, the episode that'll air after this one, she is our paternal grandmother's family. So the Smith and Nisei into the Folsom family. So we, we can trace that back to like 
1400s England or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's coach's family that we struggle so much. And then again, because when coach didn't care and Grammy didn't talk to coach's family for the hundred years they were married. And so it's like, even with coach gone, Grammy doesn't know anything about anything. And mm-hmm. so there's just nobody to, to tell us these stories. So we're just trying to figure right. out the best we can. So pick this back up to make sure I do it right. So our grandfather coach, his dad was a man named Milton who died when our dad was very young. He died in 1974. And when we started building out our family tree and putting in censuses, we noticed that for, uh, so he was born in 1910 or thereabouts. And in the 1910 census and the 1920 census, he is Milton May, M-A-Y. And so that's when we're like, well, wait a second. (laughs) And so we discovered that his mother, Olive, had been married to a man named Alex May, which could not have been a more generic British immigrant name from the 1800s. (laughs) And that's that was our first big roadblock that took us years to solve. As it turns out, we actually have a photo of him, which is crazy. And so she married him. He was older than her, almost 20 years older. And they moved to Tennessee where her family lives. And then they divorced at some point along the way. And she moved back to Texas and married a man named Charles Eckelman. And we can't tell if Charles ever officially adopted Milton or if Milton just started going by the name Eckelman. We know he didn't legally change his name anecdotally because he just started going by Milton Eckelman. He marries our great-grandmother, Ruvella. She was already pregnant with their daughter at that time. And so that was his stepdaughter. But then she got pregnant with our grandfather and they go to do his birth certificate or whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, Eckelman's not my legal name. And she's like, I'm sorry. My name is Eckelman. Warita's name is Eckelman. And now this baby's name is Eckelman. Like you need to change your name. So we did officially change his name sometime around the 1940s. But we have no idea about adoption and all that. But what, so once we figured this out, we started trying to figure out more about Alex May. And that probably, that mystery probably took us about three years to solve, but not before we had sullied his good name amongst us. <laughs> so true. <laughs> because turns out there is another Alex May. With very yeah. similar yes. birth years, locations. Yep. Yeah. And so when you go back this far, there is, there's like this room for error, right? So doesn't really matter if the birthday is 1874 or 1876 like you know it's kind of whatever so we find an Alex May in Yoakum Texas who was married to someone else during the same time frame and so we create this whole story about this two-timing Alex May who is doing Olive wrong uh leaving her high and dry in Tennessee but it turns out there's probably a second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but their birth years are so, so close. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we ultimately um, found the right Alex May and were able to attach on out. I just remember when the first summer we were looking at this and like, I remember getting, I was on Ancestry. I called you. I'm like, <gasps> Casey, mm-hmm. he had an second family. <laughs> yeah. And we got so into it. Every night we were like digging deeper, digging deeper. Because I think I'm... I went like real hard down his, the Yoakum Alex Mays yes. family line. Yeah. And was like, they still have family there in Yoakum. Like, yeah. uh, and just so happens that Yoakum is a town that I drive through when I'm going to my husband's hometown. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to go and talk to these people. 
Mm-hmm. Like, we're so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so we figured that out. And so then the next mystery we turned our attention to that we have yet to solve, and I am I'm at a complete dead end. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do, is Olive, Milton's mother. We have her dad, and, and there were several census records where her grandmother, his mother, was living with them. And so we have, we have that family line pretty far back, but we only have one census record where his wife is listed. And of course, she's listed as Florence Highland, but that wouldn't have been her maiden name. And we cannot, we can't trace her back. And we have tried to find a death record to see, because sometimes if you find a death record, you can get a maiden name. We can't find that. And so she was living with them in the 18, I think it was the 1880 census. But by 1890, he's listed as a widower. And so we've explored a lot of possibilities. Like, did she actually die? Did she desert the family? And we've really tinkered with dates and places. And we just can't, we can't find it. And, you know, the problem too is once you get back into the 1800s is nicknames are not always you know, you're just relying on a, an individual person, census taker, writing something down. So it's whether or not, you know, they wrote down the actual name, spelled it right. You know, spelled it right. Yep, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, so I, I might try to carve some time out to go back to the family center when I'm in Salt Lake next week and see if I can't get some help. But I, I, I don't know that there's anything else we can, that we can do. I think this may be yeah. lost to time. So... But you also never know as stuff gets put online or people die and and family records get released, you know, that kind of thing. But the other thing, I can't remember what year it is, but there is some year census that is well known, like lost to a fire. Mm -hmm. And it's like the one we need, like 1890 or something. Yeah. (laughs) So that's that's our sort of current current mystery. But because I've been interested in a lot of this, I've gotten a lot of documents from our relatives. So our cousin Liz, who is related to Papa, she's Papa's niece. So she's done a lot of research on the Harris side, but she's also done a lot of research on the Kane side, which is our, our Mimi side. And she, I'm pretty sure she's the one who gave me this like flow chart of some family stuff. And it's got little tidbits next to, so this must just be like family lore handed down. Yeah. And so this is Matt Kane, who was Papa's dad. And these are just the lines. Dad lived in Segno for six years. Holly Grove, one year. Remember moving from whole Diaceta to Big Sandy. Remembers big storm when he was three, 1915. His dog Lep died during storm. Oh, uh, the Polk County Sheriff asked Granny to name Daddy after him. She said he would give him a Jersey milk cow when he reached 21. When Granny asked for the milk cow, he said he would, but didn't have milk cows anymore. <laughs> These are really good stories. Mm-hmm. And this is where I found out we have a relative, an ancestor, who is a Civil War deserter. Oh, yeah. So this is Papa's uncle. He enlisted. Listen, he, he was made of stern stuff. He enlisted September 24th, 1862. September 24th. He deserted October 3rd, 1862. <laughs> So he was not about that Civil War life. And I can't say I blame him. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, so there's a lot of fun, fun details on this document. Have I shown this many before? Personally? No, you have not. Okay, I'll, not I'll bring it with me. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. 
because it's just got those little things like somebody's some relatives way back moved to Nacogdoches County before Texas was a state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been a lot of fun to to have our cousins send us stuff. We also have a murder mystery on Brandy's side that cousin Linda might talk about. But our great grandmother, Esther, yeah, Esther, Grammy's mother, her father was killed in Marfa, Texas. And they think that a neighbor did it, but they aren't sure. And it remains an unsolved murder. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then there's a fire that killed all of her, half, more than half of her siblings. Remember? Nope. Oh, yeah, you remember. So there, you, you do. <laughs> you know, the, she has a picture of them. Grammy has a picture of them hanging in her living room. And it, yeah. it's, the, it's her aunts and uncles who died in the fire. So Esther's, well, I want to say four or five of Esther's siblings died in that fire. And there were only two, uh, two or three of them left post-fire. Ooh. Yeah. Again, I have a lot of this written down. Yeah. Various places, but oh yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. I have it backwards. Two, two, the two younger children died. Ah, the okay. more children survived than died. And she married a second time. So after Esther's mother was widowed, she married her childhood sweetheart, Mr. Howard, and Esther never approved. That's the note I have. So you skimmed over the solving of the Alex May story. Oh, okay. um. And that we actually went to the Mormon church near you in order to do it. That's right. And I filled in on our notes, the name of the man for you. Oh, oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Well, you tell that part of the story since I, I forgot. So this was in the throes of our interest. Yeah. I'm pregnant with Leaf. Yes, I yeah. was. I think it was a trip that I, where I drove there. Yeah. And I basically got there. It was just one big ankle. Yeah. So not only did I drive across four states to go visit Andrea then immediately we packed the car back up and drove to Georgia yeah to do some hiking and then we came back and did some ancestry work but we we tried to go to the like Mormon church in Calera Calera but there was nobody there it was very strange then finally we got to talk to somebody we got we went to some weird room with some computers those weren't working so they sent us to the courthouse and some of the Mormons what are they called? The disciples? Well, no, I mean, I, I don't know. There's, they're like, they're the trainees. They're doing uh, their. Oh, they're doing you know, their mission. Thank you. Yeah. So we're telling them this is our situation. This is what we're trying to figure out. And they're like, oh, you need to talk to Joe. So they called Joe. And so we wait for like an hour. Yeah. And we don't have anything to do because nobody can help us. So Joe rolls in in his overalls and says, sorry, I'm late. I was mowing i was on my tractor and if we had to guess joe is 70 years old six foot two 300 pounds yes <laughs> it's amazing that they make overalls in that <laughs> and but he if i remember correctly was not a whole lot of help you know he took our information and was going to to try and do some digging but he must have got busy tractoring yeah and he said he said it would take it back to his wife because his wife helped him a lot too yeah you know, I have a colleague who is Mormon and I feel positive goes to that temple. And so I should ask if he knows Joe McKinley. You <laughs> I, should. For, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, and that was a fun adventure. It was. But yeah. yeah. So what, how did you end up solving it? Honestly, it was such a non-event. I, 
I think Ancestry.com figured it out. Because you know how Ancestry will be like, we have this hint for you. And so then you can kind of tinker. And so what you what you want to do when you're doing this kind of research is like whatever record you have that you know to be true, typically a census record, then you look at the person's name, their place of birth, the approximate year of their birth, and then the, the location of birth of their parents. And I think if I wonder, if I remember correctly, that was one of the sticking points of the Alex May that we impugned. And so ultimately, yeah, somehow it was like, oh, we think this is your Alex May and everything seemed to match up. I might still be wrong, but the the years seemed correct. And then it was through that that I was able to get like a death certificate. So that always helps. And so I feel certain that we have the correct Alex May attached. So it's just a matter of whether everybody else who is attached stuff around that Alex May has all the correct people. But I feel pretty confident. Yeah, it was like a major non-event given the approximately three to four years that we invested time and research into it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but what's so crazy again is we have a photo. Like we know what he looks like. We didn't know nothing else about him. Well, and we know he was a baker. Oh, well, actually, no. Yeah. Oh, right. But so I think he, I think he might've been a bit of a ne'er-do-well. Uh, Again, not to start impugning other people's memories. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> he, so the photo we have says he's a baker, but then remember the census record where they're in Tennessee with Olive's family. He's listed, right. I believe, as a laborer or a railroad, work, railroad Rail- worker. Yeah. And so one of the ideas that we had about potentially how they got together, because her dad was was very prominent in the railroad industry, mm-hmm. like he was a ra- listed as a railroad railroad engineer in multiple censuses. And so we were wondering, was Alex just like working on the rail line and yeah. Olive came uh, skipping up at the ripe old age of 16 and uh, <laughs> then they, she got, I, I am assuming she got pregnant and then they got married. Ah, I mean, he was 20 years older than her. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know. might be wrong. Look at me. Just telling lies on everybody. Well, but that's a part of what you learn through this, too, is if you don't write it down, if you don't pass it down. Yep. Then the best you can do is make up stories about your ancestors. I know. Which is fun, too. <laughs> yep. But yeah. So that's how we that's how we ultimately solved that. So, yeah, I have some filling in to do. My goal had been to fill in the empty spots on the fan chart on Family Search so that when I go to Salt Lake, I can at least print off a new fan chart that isn't just my handwriting. Mm. I, I am sad. One of the things I regret, and so for all of our young listeners, just kidding, guys, we don't have a lot of young listeners. <laughs> if, um, if you still have older relatives that are living, like try to get their stories. I was in my 30s when my great-grandmother died. I could have gotten some stories. Now, whether or not they were lies, that would have been another thing. But I mean, yeah, you know, at least you hear it from them. Yeah. And she might not have told you. That's true. She might not have. But I was 20 when Papa died. I mean, but I do feel like we have good stories from from that side of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's mostly coach. And then, of course, it's Grammy's parents were already gone. And, and that reunion was always July 4th weekend at the lake house with a bunch of cousins. And so mm-hmm. I was not spending my time with the great aunts and great uncles learning stories. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the water. Yep. So there is that. But yeah, just taking that time because I don't know. I think it's, 
I think it's interesting. It's fun to hear what people did, like what their jobs were and yeah. who dropped out of school at five and went to work <laughs> in the fields. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, and I guess because our parents are young, our grandparents are young and our great grandparents were young. It just, it doesn't feel that removed. And our great, great parent, great, great grandmother was a child bride. Yes. Right. Oh, <laughs> really, it persisted. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody else was a literal child bride. They were at least pretty close to legal age. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll correct me. I know Grammy was only 17. Mm-hmm. I believe Mimi was 17 or just turned 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So I'm, I'm really excited for our cousins to share some stories. Yep. And we'll learn. Yeah, we're, we're really about to have, this season is going to be largely dominated by cousin visits. You're right, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's going to be fun. Yep. It, yeah. And just have some outliers of Chris Lawless and then my doctor. Right. <laughs> random, random tips and hints. Yeah, we also, we are running low on topic ideas. We have made it through our initial list just about. We have made it through my friend Drew's list. Mm-hmm. So if anyone has something they want us to talk about, now would be a great time to send it to us. So true. Now we do have a lot of things planned out, so it wouldn't air until like January of next year, but still. <laughs> <laughs> We still want to know anything else on our genealogy that we wanted to talk about. I mean, we've got so many stories. Um, I just don't want to do too many before the cut come on, right? Well, the only other one I was thinking we could share, if anybody has a way we how we can work through this in the great burning of documents. Which, to be clear, where they live, they burn their trash. He doesn't wasn't just setting random things on fire, but he. One of the things he burned was his sister's adoption information. So like Andrea kind of alluded to, his, our grandfather's mom, Ruvella, had a very tragic kind of story. So she was, I don't know, going steady with a man or something. And she got pregnant. He said, we'll come to Galveston and meet me and, you know, we'll get married. So she left her family home in... Where was it? It was somewhere in East Texas. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But so she went down to Galveston it and Trek in 1929 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't there. Yep. He stood her up, but her family had kind of kicked her out. Yeah. They had disowned her. Yep. And so she moved to Houston, got a job. And one of the things Andrew and I found really fascinating is so then she, she had a daughter. She had our great aunt, Warita. And she had so many pictures of her. And I always thought for a lady who was allegedly real mean, she really took the time to document her daughter, which I think at the time would have been quite pricely. Yeah. Uh, pricey. Pricey. <laughs> so eventually she, Milton did a doctor, but yeah. they doctored her birth certificate. Right. And so we don't know who this man was. We don't know yeah. who her real dad was. And so we have kind of made some loose attempts uh, at getting adoption records because we assume it would be there, but those are a little bit harder to get. Those aren't yeah. really publicly available. So even though this wasn't like a, you know, an adoption adoption, you know? Right. Yeah. So like, uh, and it, it was also a billion years ago. Right. 
Yeah, it would have been so... I thought I had Warita's birthday written down here. I don't. But I do believe it was 1936 or 35. It was something like that. She was about six-ish years older than Coach. Mm-hmm. And so Ruvella was born in 1916. So I'm sorry. I said she was 101 when she died, but I guess she was only 99. Only. Yeah. <laughs> so young. Yeah. Although I do have a question mark next to that. And just so you all know, I'm looking at a book where I've jotted stuff down that people have told me. And so I can, I could have, I should have opened up the official record, but I did <laughs> not. And so, yeah, so I believe so she would have been, yeah, we can verify this because I thought she was a teenager. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, well, if, she, if she was out of her teens, it wasn't by much. Yeah, you're right. 1926. Yeah, 19. Yeah, you're right. She would have been like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. So that is. That is our foray through our family history, as it is. We love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can't say enough great things. If, if something you've always been interested in doing is like kind of making family trees, but you aren't sure if Ancestry.com is worth it, I would highly recommend Family Search. Again, you can't access every record under the sun like you can when you pay for Ancestry, but you just to kind of start your building, mm-hmm. it's very easy, very user-friendly. And then if you are ever in Salt Lake, the folks that work at the Family Research Center are just hands down the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And they're so helpful and so friendly. And you can get these gorgeous fan charts printed for free. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I can't believe Ancestry hasn't been sued for their misleading commercials because they make it look like you just will type your name in and you're going to get pictures of your ancestors sailing across the Atlantic or whatever. Sure. Um, No. You only get that if somebody else has already done all the work yeah. or if you have pictures that you're putting in. So right. it's, it really, it can be extremely time consuming. And yeah. But. Yeah. And, you know, we try to add pictures as we can, but as I mentioned, part of our problem is we now have this stockpile of photos from Milton and or Ruvella's family. We, we don't mm-hmm. even know which side of the family really. Yeah. And so we have no names, you know, thank goodness so many people wrote on the back of their pictures back in yeah. the hinterlands of time, <laughs> but that is not, not always the case. Like I was actually just looking in this book where I have a bunch of this stuff written down. There was this like nice, uh, it's like a Olin Mills, like card stock cover. Oh yeah. This cute little baby and the oh. nice teacher looking lady. Yeah. No clue either of them are. Well, yep. Those are cool pictures, though. I know. So, yeah, like this lady's dress is super cool. It's very ornate. And yeah, she's got her, like I said, she's got a little spectacles and her hair in a nice little bun. I mean, these might be the same people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> as a baby and then as a grown up. Yeah. So, label your pictures, people. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yep. Or put them on the internet, I guess. Yeah. Yes, there is. <laughs> Well, a little bit. I really like doing, I actually like doing all internet research with you. You are yeah. quite the internet detective. That's true. I am. We won't yeah. tell that story. We will not. But it protects the innocent. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can, I can dig up dirt, people. Yeah. So just let this also be a lesson to you. Mm-hmm. If you take away anything from this podcast, number one, in case you'll dig up all the dirt on you. Number two, write <laughs> on your photos. Yeah. Number, and number three, talk to the old people in your family, no matter how yeah. crazy you think they are. That, that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I like doing ancestry research with you. So maybe sometime we can do a Salt Lake visit together. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. You could join me out there and we could actually spend a full day. All right. Well, look forward to doing some more digging with you. Heck yeah. Me too. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.